Hey friends, welcome back to the Bones Brigade audio show. I'm Larry and with me as always is Matt. Matt, what's going on, dude? You always ask me that and I feel like I never have anything to say other than like, not much, man. <laughs> I guess there's a lot, there's a lot going on, but it, it's not really stuff that, you know, is like interesting to the listeners of this podcast. It's like, yeah, not show mow, related or whatever. I need to mow my lawn. <laughs> that kind of stuff gotta go grocery shopping i do have to go grocery shopping dude that's pretty it's pretty bad right now need some smoothie supplies need some smoothie supplies i'm out of mango anyone wants to anyone wants to you know send some mango into the show i'll take it no i'm good man i'm really good awesome how about you everything everything good yeah everything's good and I love the fact that you brought it to my attention. The way I kind of introduce you is just like Wayne would introduce Garth. Yeah. From yeah. Wayne's world. Yeah. Yeah. So Larry, I had a question for you. All right. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. I was okay. thinking about this. If you could have, if like a genie showed up in your bathroom one day and said to you, I'm going to snap my fingers. Okay. And you, you can have the ability to skate like one person. Like doesn't oh. have to be a Powell, doesn't have to be a Powell guy. I mean, you know, but uh-huh. if you could have like one. Those are the only guys I know, though. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> so it was sort of a, yeah, loaded question. But I mean, you could pick one dude, style, trick selection, you know, whatever, the whole nine yards, you would have those skills. Who would you pick? I'll just go with Lance, man. You're going to go with Lance, huh? Yeah, I'll go with Lance. That's a, that's a solid choice. Yeah. How about you? Man. I think I can guess. Who do you think? Who do you, who do you think? And I'll tell you if it's right. Steve Caballero. Man, you know, I, I would say like my pragmatic side wants to say like, yes, Steve Caballero. But then my side who watches public domain all the time oh, okay, is like, got to be Barbie. I mean, how can you not? Yeah. Because he makes that style is like what I always envisioned. It's never what actually happened, but that just like effortless flow. Mm-hmm. So I think I'd have to go with Barbie. If I could just, you know, cash skate down the street and do like a million tricks in a row without once stumbling off and each one of them be a banger it's funny you say i can pick anyone i want but in my head i can only envision five skateboarders yeah 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 no i know, I know. <laughs> there's so many but yeah but i mean there's you know you could you know you could say like steve alba you could say yeah. you know like there's yeah. tons of i gotcha like, yeah you know yeah i might have to give that some more thought maybe uh you can come back to me on it i mean okay but i mean but lance is i mean that yeah he's a well-rounded a individual absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah definitely All right, here we are at episode 16. We've got another intelligence report episode for you folks at home. And today we're going to be talking with Peter McEwen, who, if you've seen Band This, you probably recognize his name from the credits. And uh, I won't give away too much here about, you know, what his job at Powell Peralta was, because we'll get into his whole story. And I just think it's freaking so cool and amazing how it all happened. But also we've been, I want to apologize to Peter. We've been mispronouncing his last name yeah. in other episodes. So it's apparently we're not the only ones. Yeah. Even his yeah. kids uh, have yeah. sided on the mispronunciation, but we're yeah. going, we're going OG here. Yeah. So Peter is going to be with us here in a few minutes. What else is going on? Oh, we had some more. We did some birthday shout outs uh, last episode Yep. and we had a few more. George Powell had a yep. birthday on September 12th. Rudy Johnson on September 14th. And actually, Matt, you had a birthday. I did. Happy birthday. Hey, thank you. Do you have any fun uh, birthday traditions or is it always? No, just, not really. No, no. You know, it's all the time. Yeah, it differs every year. Yeah. But this when year, I, why, this year we went to Chuck E. Cheese. 
Oh, there you go. My, I took my kids to Chuck E. Cheese for oh, my birthday. <laughs> you didn't just go there by yourself? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the most pathetic thing that's I've ever done. No, yeah. That, that did not happen. No. I'm not afraid to go places by myself, but I've yet to I don't do know about Chuck E. Cheese. Cheese yeah, that, yeah one, that one might uh, not work. Yeah, you might end up getting some authorities called on you in that situation. Yeah, I used to have some kind of traditions when I lived in California for quite a few years, pre-fatherhood, pre- Yeah, it was easier just, for it was easier for that stuff pre-fatherhood. Yeah, it yeah. was basically wake up, go skateboarding, then go to Disneyland, and then go oh. to the movies, and that was it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Had maybe a decade or two of that on my birthday. I would take off nice. work. I wouldn't go to work, play hooky from work. Nice, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I worked, man, on my birthday. It was lame. I, I I left like an hour early. Yeah, I work on my birthday now too. Need the need the dough these days. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That mango ain't cheap, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see what else. Oh, we need to also give a shout out to Ed McCurdy, who yes. uh, makes our little graphics for each episode. We have the little, you know, episode graphic, and Ed creates those for us. I think he's uh He's slaving away night and day on those things. So we want to give, <laughs> give a big shout out to him and a absolutely sincere thank you to Ed. Yes. The the look of the show would not be the same without his uh, artistic flair. Yeah. He's kind of branded our, our show. Yeah. 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 I mean, I couldn't do it. It would be like windows paint. Yeah. It takes me. He's very proficient. He does that for a living. Well, thank you, Ed. Yep. Thank you, Ed. So Larry, uh, you just posted up a video and you were excited about a new oh, yeah yeah i got a future primitive shirt yeah uh, they just recently uh made or remade the classic kind of future primitive shirt which is just the graphic from the the box cover which is super cool i actually have i guess that would technically be my third future primitive shirt i have an original from nice. 1985 which is more of the Lance Mountain graphic with yeah. like the running caveman and the mm-hmm. dogs and stuff. And then when they put out the special edition DVD, they oh, had yeah. like a, a bundle where you could get the bundle. DVD. Yeah, I totally shirt, remember that. And it yeah. came in a the Ripper lunchbox. Yeah. So I got that set and that's like a redo of the original shirt I have. Awesome. The running caveman. And then now it's, I got the one where it's like the dude doing the boneless, the caveman yeah. boneless thing. Well, I was lurking on the skate one page today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I was like, Oh man, like I haven't bought a new Powell shirt in a while. Like, and they're, they're always, they're always bringing out new stuff. Like they're probably the most, like every time you get on there, there's like so much stuff and it's all sick. Yeah. And um, I noticed that they're going to be running it. They're not out yet, but they're going to be running the Cavalero band, like the 89 band, this dragon shirts. Oh, nice. That's a like cool one. Has the, the cab real big. Cab on the big, big down. on the front. Yeah. yeah, dude. And the they kind of do all those shirts kind of in the same color runs that Celadon greenish. Yeah. That mint color, green kind mint of color. Green yeah. And the blue and like, but yeah. It looks killer, uh, so I'm definitely going to have to order maybe a couple of different color variants on that one when it comes out. Because that's, yeah. that's my that's your favorite. That's, that's your my favorite, favorite one, right? Yeah. 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 Did, did you have that shirt originally? Yes, I, I was just going to say I did. I did have that shirt originally. It was blue. It was the, the one I showed you earlier. It was that blue mm-hmm. one. Well, yeah. I mean, it might have been a little different of a shade of blue, maybe like a lighter blue, but it was like blue with the red cab down the front nice my friend joe had it in uh, navy blue i remember that maybe it was i can't, I can't remember man yeah but anyway i was really hyped i didn't know they were coming out with that i didn't I either yeah see that on there and that's cool i might soon, have to grab so. one of those too Yep. yeah so should we get to peter 
We should get to Peter. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Peter McEwen to the show. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Peter. It's great to have you here today. Hey, great to be here. I'm super excited. You guys, I'm a massive fan of the oh, show. Well, thank you. I'm thank you. Man. So stoked. When you reached out to us, you were on our list. You know, once I saw LA Boys, you know, I had known your name from seeing it in the credits for Band This, but I didn't quite know what your role is. And then when I saw LA Boys, I was just like, oh my God, this is like, you know, I had the the pro skater dream and I also had the skate video maker dream. So I was just like, this guy is the man. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, even before I worked for Powell, I was diehard Powell Perel to like, you know, the intelligence report you guys talk about. That was better than getting a thrasher. It was like when that arrived, it was so awesome. And then to get to work there, it was like, it was the dream come true. I mean, to this day, it was the greatest job of my life. Before we fully dig into that, I want to go back a little bit. Are you originally from California? I am. I'm from the uh, San Fernando Valley. So which came first, the skateboard or the video camera for you? Uh, you know what? It almost started at the same time. And we just, I, we would just set it up on a tripod and we would skate and like, we'd try to figure out what we were doing wrong by looking at that stuff. And then along the way, my brother got sponsored by Val Surf. And I don't know if you guys know, have heard about Per Willender's Catch It Skate Contest. Yes. So that was huge out, out here. And my brother was on Val Surf and Guy Mariano was on that team too. This and then is you your, know, your younger brother? Yeah. Wow. Okay. He was good. We, we were both good. But I, me being 16 and him being 11, it was a lot better to have the 12 and under kid on the team. So I didn't get sponsored. He did. And then, you know, during those contests, we would skate against Renee's skate shop. And that's where Gabriel and Paulo and Rudy skated. And then Hawaiian Action was over in Eagle Rock and Pat Brennan was on their team. Nice. And then there was another shop called Mothers and Jeremy Klein was on that team. So it was like all these people just, you know, they were shop sponsored at the time. And that's when I really started filming. And then I would just collect great shots. And I think I sent it to you. I don't know if you watched it, but I made a video called America's Top Amateurs. I yeah, which, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. Which sounds like a porno name when <laughs> yeah. I look back on it now. But um, America's I, Funniest I, Home Videos. Yeah. 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 But I just started collecting stuff like that. And I remember taking it to skate camp with me, the tape. And Mike Ternaski was there and he he was putting on the Gullwing video and the, like a bunch of the kids are like, no, put on that America's Amateur video. Wow. And he's like, what? You don't want to watch the Gullwing video? And <laughs> he he put on my video and I don't like to say that I changed his life, but I do think he was noticing that people didn't care about vert as much anymore. And this was all street. Mm -hmm. And like he at that point was so gung ho, Tony Magnuson. And he's like, oh, my God, Tony Magnuson's going to be on the bird ramp. And he was shocked when like people were hanging out and like watching the street skaters instead. So and that was another thing. I also took my camera to skate camp and I probably mm -hmm. filmed more at skate camp than I skated. Wow. So was it your own personal camera or was it like your, you know, considered your parents' camera? Because I always had this problem, you know, my dad had this video camera. It's like, you can't touch it. It's worth a million dollars. You know, you can't leave the driveway with it. But then 
once I got my driver's license and I could take, it was like, well, I guess he's driving the car. I guess we can let him, you know, take the video camera out of the house kind of thing. So did you have any kind of restrictions or you were just free to go with that thing? I think I was pretty free to go. I mean, I, I respected it. And, you know, I don't know that they knew that I was riding my skateboard and holding it at the same time, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't have any bad mishaps. Yeah, that's a great video. It's got to be some of the earliest footage of some of those guys. I'm Steve Size, and I mean, it's got to be like some of the earliest yeah. like footage of them, at least contest wise, that's out there. I would think. It's, it's funny. People are downloading it and re-editing it and putting it on Instagram to I've like seen, yeah, new music that. mixes. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. wild that lives on. So when you first started filming, were you thinking, you know, edited skate video or you just enjoyed filming and, you know, just compiling footage? I mean, no, I definitely liked edited skate videos and like, mm -hmm. you know, everybody had their song and I put things together that way um and it was a little you know vcr to vcr and you just hope that it, it cut out at, mm -hmm. at a good spot you know it was like a two second delay and it's so the cuts weren't that great but um i was making videos of my friends and i and then i would have all the uh pro and amateur stuff that i'd film and go to all the demos and cut cut all that together too what are some of those events that are in those videos looks like castle contests or you know there's yeah there's some bones brigade demos in there castle contests uh visalia skate camp a lot of the bones demos you know with that jump ramp that with the box attached mm -hmm. i was my parents actually recreated that for me and, uh, <laughs> nice that's great that was amazing yeah yeah and then um and then the catch it contests and the, the catch it contests were i just watched one of the old videos of the catch it contest recently and I'm like, oh my God, there's Jason Lee skating through. I never even knew he was there. It was like everybody was there. So what was your, the editing process then? You mentioned the two VCRs. Was there any other kind of Radio Shack trinkets you could use or anything like that? I had a video, like, what did they call that thing? Like a generator? like Graphics generator. Gen uh-huh. Yeah. And then that, you know, you'd type out your thing and it would like imprint it on the video and that was it. You know, there was no changing it. There was nothing oh, after yeah. that. It was on there. Uh -huh. <laughs> so once that video was finished, were you just making copies and giving it to your friends or were you just taking it to skate shops or, or I, not thinking that far kind of? Yeah. I mean, were you doing that video just for yourself? I mean, you were just basically doing it to do it. Yeah, to pretty much. I was doing it to do it to show, yeah. show my friends. I found out recently that a place in LA called LA Skates had a copy of it. And I actually didn't know that anybody had a copy of it other than me. But it was around that time that Val Surf got busted for backdooring product and mm. had to shut down their team. And then Renee's skate shop picked up my brother and they said, hey, and Gabriel wants to meet you. So, and I talked to Gabriel and he's like, Hey, I'm trying to make a video. Like, I, I don't even think we called them sponsor me tapes back there, but like a video that I can send around, you know, to companies, would you help me out? And I was super hyped on that. Cause he was like one of my favorite skaters back then. Nice. So how did you meet Gabriel? And then that transitioned in Apollo and guy and Rudy and everything. So I had known guy because of the Val surf thing. And I had skated with guy a couple of times. Apollo had shown up to my house like two years prior because I had a really good jump ramp and we would film. And he always, when he rolled, he rolled like 20 people deep always. Uh -huh. And so like just this mass group of people showed up with him. 
And then I didn't see him again until the Powell, or until like Renee's Powell days. But it was Gabriel that he and I like really went out there and he showed me all the LA spots, the Steve Seitz handrail. And after like a weekend of shooting, I went into Renee's and Renee said, Gabriel said, you're amazing and that I need to sponsor you. And I'm like, he said, what? <laughs> and nice. I think he had the foresight to realize, you know what? This guy has something to offer us. And like, we don't have anybody filming. And if I can give him back a little something, you know, he can help us out. Mm -hmm. And I was technically the first person I ever knew that was sponsored for the, the filming, which it happens pretty often now, I think. People um, have like pro signature filming wheels and stuff like that. Yeah, it's wild. And then this is the funniest part is I cut his video and I gave it to him and they didn't make a copy. Uh -huh. <laughs> I didn't do anything like that was it. Like I have the raw footage somewhere, but I never thought to make a dupe of it. I'm just like, here you go. Wow. Yeah. I actually kind of in a similar boat, the first skate video I made, you know, you cut it down to one tape and then, oh, your buddy wants to borrow it. And then it's just got passed around. And it, it's it's gone, and and now the the raw footage is missing in action. So I have this like oh. this skate video from 1989 that's missing in action. It's kind of sad, oh, man. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. We were kids. We didn't. Yeah, you, you didn't. Know, you we're... didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> going out and filming with Gabriel for that sponsor me tape. Are you just spontaneous, or you're planning stuff? He's got tricks in mind, spots in mind, anything like that. He had all the spots in mind. And he just took me to these incredible places. And I would, you know, go back and skate them afterwards my, myself. Rudy didn't have after when it, so he, he sent his video. And I think he and Guy were sponsored immediately. Like somehow Guy went out on the one day with Stacy and he took both of them. Then Paulo was picked up and Rudy came back from vacation and was like, oh my God, I got to. I got to make a sponsor me tape. I've, I've got to do this fast. And he didn't have places for me. So I took him to all, all the exact same places as Gabriel's. And it's like, I, I mentioned in LA boys, Gabriel was kind of annoyed with that. Uh -huh. like, what do you do? Yeah. And then I, I also remember, so, and then Rudy got on and I would hear later that Stacy didn't, didn't really want to sponsor Rudy. Hmm. Because he's like, I thought I thought we were good. And I, I didn't think he was quite as good as the others, which kind of blew me away because I actually think at that moment, Rudy was probably the best. Okay. But I'm, I'm glad it worked out the way it did. Yeah, that's awesome. And those guys were already tight friends by then. They were already. Yeah, super tight. That's awesome. Yeah. So you've got a Gabriel tape and a Rudy tape. How does that eventually find its way to Stacy or Paul Peralta? Renee from Renee's skate shop was dating Karen Lightning. And I think her name was Lichtig, but she wanted it to be Lightning. Uh -huh. um, and she, she was she was Stacy's secretary and he got her, she got the, the Gabriel tape to Stacy. Mm -hmm. And then I guess Gabriel got all Rudy's tape to, to Stacy as well. And then, which I thought was total success. And I'm like, oh my God, that was amazing. And then one day I came home from school and there was a message on my home answering machine from, from Karen. And it was a Thursday. And she said, Stacy Peralta would like to meet you about possibly shooting and editing for Paul Peralta. Would you be willing to come in next week? And like my mind wow. blown at that. Yeah. 
Okay, let's hold, let's hold let's hold right there for a second. So, okay. <laughs> you're about to achieve the dream. So, I was just wondering, maybe what was your relationship with the you know the Bones Brigade videos at that point in time? I mean, they by far were my favorites. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I remember I think it was for Chin and Public Domain. I didn't tell my friends I had the tape. I like locked my door. I put pull down the shades because I was just going to experience both these videos without any interruptions, without <laughs> anything. And, and then like the second I finished them, I called my friends. I'm like, I got the, the new video. So were they always like watching them all the time, constantly? Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, the two VCR thing. That's how I got the Bones Brigade video show and also, you know, Future Primitive. I'm sure everybody did that way. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So how, how old were you when all this was kind of going down? You mentioned you were still in school. Yeah. So during the Sponsor Me videos, I was, I was 16. And oh, then wow. I was 17 when, um, which was only a matter of like three or four months, I turned 17. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I got the call from Pal Peralta. Wow. So the timeline's happening Crazy. all pretty fast, like the sponsor me tapes to you meeting with Stacy. Very that's... fast. And not only, even faster, Karen wound up calling me back an hour later and saying, hey, I know you're supposed to meet next week. Would you be willing to jump on an airplane tomorrow with Lance Mountain and fly to Tennessee and uh, film at Kevin what? Harris's skate park. Oh my gosh. I know, I know, I know that scene. So, and the answer is yes, right? So. Of course. Yeah. And so they're like, um, you'll, you'll need to come in and use one of our cameras. If you could come in tomorrow and then meet Lance at the airport on, you know, on Friday night and you'll fly out with him. Yeah, I was gonna ask like, Oh, I need a, you know, my camera, I only have dad's VHS. Like, what am I going <laughs> to, what am I going to film on? So I, I go in and I meet with Robert. I always thought it was Catella, but uh, Fitz said Catella, but yeah, either way, Robert. And he gives me the breakdown and he's like, you're going to be shooting on this three quarter, three quarter inch camera, which was gigantic. The thing, I mean, it's like the size, it's huge. It's like a, a newscaster you know, camera or something. And he's like, you can cradle it or put it on your shoulder. Is this is the insane. camera we always see these production photos of Stacy like filming Animal Chin, like skating through wallows? It's probably that same camera, right? It it is that same wow. camera. And then and then if that's not bad enough, they're like, oh, and you have to put this VCR <laughs> over your, you know, there's a strap. Yeah. And it's a three quarter inch tape VCR. So it's huge. So you've got this huge VCR strapped to you and this <laughs> giant camera. And I think back like Mike V's whole part was shot on that camera. It's like, yeah. how, how did Stacy do it? Yeah. Skating around New York city, carrying that thing or whatever. Yeah. It's wild. So I had all of that. And then I had my mom drive me to the airport and I'm sitting there at the airport and I think Lance might've had the tickets. Otherwise I was wondering why I wouldn't have gotten on the airplane, but the time of the flight that we're supposed to go on, it comes and goes and there's no Lance. And I'm just sitting at the airport with my mom and the camera and all my stuff. Oh no. And then we just sat there and sat there. And like an hour later, Lance comes rolling in with just like a duffel bag and a skateboard. And I'm all, hi, I'm Peter. I'm just here to, you know, film <laughs> Um, And we're like, but we missed the flight. And he's like, no, we didn't. Flight time's right here. And they're like, 
my mom's like, no, that's the flight number. You, you missed the flight an hour <laughs> oh, ago. Oh, man. So I think it was my mom that rebooked the flights for us. Oh, wow. And then eventually we got... Yeah. I know, super surreal. And at the time, Lance was really standoffish. Mm. And I remember being kind of bummed out about that. And then we sat next to each other on the airplane and I brought my full bag of audio tapes, just, you know, cassette tapes to listen to. Uh-huh. And, you know, it was like 30 different ones. And he's like, hey, can I can I look through there and maybe listen to one? And I'm like, yeah. And I was all excited and I opened it up for him. And he's all click, 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 click. No, these are all lame. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's almost like um, he was hazing you, you know, it, in a way. It was weird. Because then we went and we, we we landed there and we got there pretty late because we missed all the flights. And I was like getting out the camera and he's like, no, 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 tonight we just skate. Don't worry about filming. So I got to skate that place. And there was also a street course and Kevin Harris. The whole thing was, at least what I was told was Kevin Harris built this skate park without permits mm. and had just finished and they were having to tear the whole thing down. Wow. And, Whoa. Yeah. There was no saving it? Like retroactively getting the right permits or it didn't seem like it but i was also only 17 and i'm like well i guess that kind of thing happens yeah <laughs> so where was this i'm sorry well, hold on where was this again tennessee in tennessee i don't think Nash- i knew nashville about yeah i know i know that part that, that ramp looked really cool almost similar to the the ramp in the in the vancouver park i thought the, kind of with kind the, of the layout. wave up the wall kind of thing. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and i always wondered why i never saw that in any other videos or magazines or wow. so it was only just around a short time that's pretty cool so you actually yeah. then you got to skate with lance that night and, and Kevin. i, I did and we, he, really cool. we had actually both had ankle injuries, almost the exact same ankle injury. So we, we weren't going at it that hard. And I'm like, oh, if I hurt myself and I can't film, I'm going to be in so much trouble. Though yeah. the other thing I was going to say about the advice from Robert when he was talking to me about the camera is he said, never cross the stage line when you shoot ramp footage. People will get disoriented. You should, if you're shooting on this side of the ramp, always stay on that side because if you go to this side it'll look like you know they turned around and then they drop me into that ramp where it's just every angle i'm like yeah. i don't know how to <laughs> shoot this and say yeah that's amazing so so the next day is filming day what what was that like you just um, lance starts you just start rolling tape or you guys have a discussion or a dialogue about what to do or not i just started wherever he went he's like i'm gonna try something over here i'm gonna try something over here and i just plant and plant myself and try to get a good shot we still he was still being pretty standoffish mm-hmm. and so i just was like yes sir yes sir. okay okay you know um but i remember us shooting all day long it was crazy and then i think we got on an airplane later that night and i asked him a question and he gave me such a nice earnest answer and I the door was cracked and I did not stop from there on <laughs> asking him every question I could think of. I'm like, oh, and you know, you did this trick and I was blown away by this. And I was like, I, I just fanned out on him and he was so sweet and so open. And he would tell me all these stories and he was telling me about, you know, meeting George Harrison and like, you know, what that was like. And it, the flight went by in like five minutes and I probably, you know, we talked the whole time. I think he drove me home from the airport that night it was amazing it was everything i had hoped for at the beginning of the, the shoot. just had to, had to earn it yeah. 
Yeah, I guess yeah. so. So did that did that footage end up? I'm um, no, okay. Did that footage end up in anything? Do I where where is that footage? That you it's it's only in, like three or four tricks. It's in band this. I think the where they show like the summer tour. Oh, okay. Kind of section. Gotcha. Where they gotcha, show gotcha. like various indoor random skate parks. Mm. It's in there. It says Tennessee on the screen. Yes. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And there's exactly. a kid. What do they cut? Yeah, there's a shot of the kid. He's just like, it's rad or something like that. He says. Yeah. <laughs> I think there are more more shots in the bail section than there are. In oh yeah, the, that's the right. actual. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So you come home and then you gotta go I, meet Stacy, right? It's like going yeah. to meet the godfather or something and, and and he was amazing so i show up that monday morning with the footage i'm super hyped on the footage this is the silver lake office yeah, the legendary exactly. silver lake office okay and they're in the middle of cutting the promo video and like literally the soundtrack to the promo video are a stack of vinyl records like right there is like oh the smithereens ray barbie song this is they're like hey check this out and they played it for me it wasn't quite done yet and they're like uh we're thinking of putting another joe satriani song in. <laughs> oh man uh, no. <laughs> um i think stacy also had to go through his time with me asking a billion questions but one of them was i said you know people say that there's like this code that you have to live by and that you they have to have a certain amount of tricks and like you, you, i heard that you even give them assignments like hey maybe this would be a good trick for you and he's like what that's insane and i think it's i know that there's that code book that they were given later on oh the and little, i think in yeah. our brains it was expanded to like not only a work ethic but like tricks that they need to learn that kind of thing so stacy thought that was the most absurd thing ever Cut to later that week, still the same week. Uh, well, it's my first week. We're now at Lance's house and he's like, has this idea for this thing where he's like telling everybody to do the tricks. And it's like, no, that was weak. The ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that came out of just a dumb question of me, mine. Oh, wow. Oh, that's, that's awesome. amazing. Holy yeah. shit. Okay, and wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Did you really? Man, that's, wow. How cool. What other questions is Stacy kind of asking you? Is he asking you about cameras? Do you know how to focus? Do you know, shutter speeds? You know, what kind of editing equipment do you use? Or is he not thinking no. in those terms, really? His main thing is this kid knows the name of every trick. And we have so much footage to log. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and it's, the truth is, I was like a savant. You know, so would you guys have been. But, and it was like, really, I have to sit here and watch all the raw footage and just write down the trick names? Because Robert didn't really know the trick names. He could, you know, set up a nice shot and everything. But he was constantly, when he had to do logging, going, what would you call this? What would you do? So I was able to just jam through the footage. Band but This was technically already in production a, a little bit when you when you came in. When I came in, the only things that had been shot were the things for, like, trade show booths that were carried over. Okay. So the first things that were shot were that ten the Tennessee footage. And then Stacy was going out with the LA boys to shoot that. And when he brought that back, I actually did the first edit of it. Okay. And I used Chuck Treese's song that he had for the Tommy Guerrero section, but it, oh, it was wow. an instrumental. Mm -hmm. And it was an instrumental because he hadn't even laid down the, the vocals yet for it. Mm -hmm. And this one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't get a copy of this because I thought, I actually think my edit was even better. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. 
I cut it way more like the rubber boys style where it was like felt like you were flowing through the city mm -hmm. and I mean and I also think that song is one of the best songs in the whole video so I had that in there yeah and all summer long that video stayed intact guy that, that Paulo Gabriel they weren't allowed to see the footage but he would show that cut to other skaters on the team like when Frankie Hill came down he's like dude check out these guys you know, mm. just to get them hyped and like yeah, to push yeah. themselves. And Stacy didn't touch that footage until the end of the summer. And then it was like, hey, I recut that and changed the song. And I'm like, oh. it <laughs> kind of broke my heart. Yeah. So you didn't go along on the, the LA boys filming? I didn't. I think that was on purpose for Stacy. I think he wanted them in a different element. I don't think, you know, mm -hmm. I, I was there for the bench stuff because that was just impromptu. Yeah. And you're uh, running camera B on that, I think, because yeah. in the documentary, you know, you can see Stacy in the background. So I know I was like, okay, there's two people filming here. So that's you. Yeah. And they're yeah. constantly going, did you get that, Peter? Did you get that, Peter? That's amazing. Yeah. I always was like, like, so you're friends with those guys. Are you guys, do you have conversations? Like, can you believe what's happening? Cause I think they were Powell Peralta fans too, right? You're like, yeah, they're diehard. Yeah, we definitely did not to jump too far ahead. I never understood why they left Powell. Like to me, it was like, that was the dream. Why would you guys go anywhere else? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it was like, we were pinching ourselves. It was, and then I remember them saying to me, they're like, dude, I bet you you're going to get some free product. And um, I'm like, actually, they're paying me. To <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh, here's, wait, what? here's another funny story. This is how much they didn't really like you know their business sense they weren't really on top of things and i was 17. i put in a time card for when i arrived at the airport all the way not so any sleeping time in the hotel that that was on the time card yeah, the entire the trip. time yeah i made seven dollars an hour which was huge back then but oh, that first, yeah. pay, first paycheck was like $900. Wow. And they paid it and they're like, we're going to pay this. But technically, if you're asleep in a motel, that's not, that's <laughs> not paid time. Yeah, you're not you're on the clock. Location. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, seven bucks an hour back in 89. That's uh, three, it was three bucks above minimum wage back in those days. Maybe more. Yeah. Hell yeah. So did Stacy have anyone with him filming LA boys. Cause I always wonder, you know, the, the impression I kind of get is he's just cruising down, you know, Hollywood Boulevard with those guys. But I was just like, he's got to have like other film canisters and the battery packs to run those cameras. You know, it's like, he needs somebody. With him. That's, that's crazy. With Ray Barbie. I feel like a lot of it was, we would go to places cause I was driving them, but it would be like, Hey, we, there's no parking here come back in 45 minutes that'll be enough time for us to get this line mm. and i would just drive and like try to find some place to stop wow. yeah so we should probably talk a little more about that part too because i mean holy shit ray barbie part man this is so epic it's you know transcends words yeah where was yeah. ray living at that time i think he was living in san jose and he came down and Stacy had a lot of people stay at his house and I think he would get tired of it. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. he needs some alone time. So then he's like, Hey, do you mind keeping Ray for a couple of days? So he moved Ray over to my house. Crazy. You're, you're probably freaking out. Like I got rubber boy, Ray Barbie in my house. 
yeah and he was instantly just wonderful and just like he'd answer everything and he was hyped and like you know you do a trick with him and he was just as hyped on your trick as he was on you know seeing a tony hawk trick and so did stacy have kind of the kind of the concept for that part do you think and and just throw ray into that environment yeah i think i mean he definitely wanted more graphic type places for it and you know i it's funny like he, the other thing i think he liked about me was i had new skate spots to take people to and we went to Brand Park, which is the, he's, it's like steps that he's ollieing and it's a big mm-hmm. white building. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, Stacy being kind of stoked on that one because it was like a graphic, you know, background and he sort of stood out from it. And I don't think anybody's ever shot there again. And then we went to Burroughs or I had them go to Burroughs in Burbank, which is the rounded three three step that I think he he does like Ollie manual around yeah and that place that was the first time that place had ever been put on camera and then like the girl videos they shot there a ton Stacy didn't like that place and it was kind of bummed on it and I think now he didn't like it because he was shooting film and because the sun was so hot here and in the shadow you go into the shade and practically disappear he couldn't really bracket for the uh light light change so what other segments did you work on in Van This? I was sent out for a day with Lance and Ray, and I shot the pool footage of okay. the two of them. Okay. And that was, Lance picked me up, he drove, and it was a full day. We went to like three or four different pools that day, and we were shooting Super 8. Yeah, I was going to ask, that's on film. So I had you had any experience with that before or no and what i realized later is that if you just start pulling the trigger it shows like the the counter going through it even if there's no cartridge in there Uh oh did you miss some stuff no yeah and of course because it's film it's not like you're not letting it run so everything is gold and at the end i'm like oh three minutes is up and i open it up i'm like and it's totally empty and we've just left the first pool (laughs) we we shot and then, so I'm sort of freaking out and Lance and Ray are like, oh, who cares? We're, we're not going to say anything. Nice. And then from there, we, uh, we, I got my act together. So did you shoot the Caballero pool stuff from Band This I too? Didn't. No. Yeah. Okay. So are you on the actual, are you a Powell employee like at this point? Or are you just kind of freelance? Like how are you getting no, paid? I was, like, I was a Powell employee at so this So you're point. like, at this point you're, you're working for them. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They they also had to say they're like, um, let's try to keep it to forty hours a week because I was mm-hmm. like, I mean, I was going in there two hours early, staying late on things. There was always something to do, and it was like I just couldn't get enough. I couldn't get enough of any yeah. of it. So, did you have like an office at Powell? Did you have like a desk there? Like, did you? I had an editing bay. Editing bay. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So there's. Stacy had his office in front and then he also had his own private editing bay. And then Robert and I had editing bays right next to each other. So while you were there, then, I mean, you would have gotten to interact with, you know, Cliver and I'm guessing, right. And, or he was, he was up in Santa Barbara. He was in Santa Barbara. Okay. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, so where were you then? You were in, I was in Silver Lake. Silver Lake. Okay. Yeah. On a daily basis, it was Stacy, Craig and Robert were there all the Mm -hmm. time. And Craig, Craig was amazing, but a little intimidating. He was just a little bit out there and he'd say things and like, man, that's really groovy. And then just like walk away and you wouldn't say anything for the rest of the day. And 
hey, did you do the skit where your brother gets arrested? Did I? I was definitely there. Did I, I shoot it? I'm not sure if I shot it or Robert shot it. Oh, that's right. That's your brother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So now he's in a Powell <laughs> video. He's got to be psyched, right? Yeah, no, it was absolutely. And the funniest thing is he was so nervous. You, when he hits the crack, he almost fell. <laughs> yeah, you could tell. He almost <laughs> yeah. was like, he, he could skate, but he was just like, oh my gosh, this is it. And they So this acted. is your brother that was sponsored? Like, Yeah, okay. exactly. That's hilarious. One other funny thing about the Lance and uh, Ray Day. Those two got along so well and they were both so nice to me, but they were doing this thing where like, you know, they'd talk about Tony's ramp and they'd go, it's all small. And then they're like, <laughs> you know, the food would show up and they're like, you know, they'd eat, eat it all. And they're like, that was all terrible. And I would try to do it. And I was so lame and, and they were nice about it. But I was like, <laughs> Hey, uh, Lance, Gabriel said your, your ramp was kind of weak. And he's like, really? Why would he say that? I'm like, no, I was trying, I was trying to do that thing like you guys do. And they're like, yeah, you're not so good at it. But I mean, you were like living the dream though. I mean, that's, you know, that's literally, that was my adolescent dream was what you were not, maybe not the filming end of it, but just to be a part of that organization in some way, you know, yeah. to like get a call from, Hey, it's Paul Peralta. We want you to come do this for us like that would have been like my dream come true as a kid i saved that answering machine message until the machine didn't work anymore it's oh, just so great man did you go on any other trips or was it just that tennessee trip or and then just filming locally i mean most of the rest was all local the other big trip i did was i was given um jesse roach and dom dom Kekic. Oh, yeah yeah exactly and then, so I picked those two up and I'm 17 and these little kids are being handed over to me by their parents. I don't even think like I had enough driving time. Like nowadays it, it would be illegal for me to be driving little kids like that around. Sure. And then they had me go pick up Chet and Bucky and they were just kids at the time. I mean, you see them, how awesome they are on a skateboard when they're not on a skateboard, they're screwing around and I'm trying to drive and they're like smacking each other and jumping around the car. And it's like, <laughs> I would have to like find a payphone, like check with somebody and they're like, Hey, this person can let us stay at their house down near Fallbrook. And they're just jumping on the furniture. And I'm like, guys, we have to take this seriously. Tomorrow's a big day. Yeah. <laughs> like, these, these guys are really young. They need their sleep. And that, how was filming that uh, Fallbrook part? It was great. The that last shot of Jesse, he he didn't really pull it off. We faked that. Yeah, yeah, they were great. When the, the kids got there, they were totally serious about skating. Yeah, and you filmed all from the same side. You didn't cross that threshold yeah. and confuse. People. I learned my lesson on that one. <laughs> Did you film uh, the or there for the Greater Gutter Open? No, I wasn't there for that. But I was there for the scooter race. Tell us all about the scooter race. So that that was one of those moments where it's like Pal Peralta, every 10 minutes, a new person would show up and it was like, oh my God, Steve Seitz is here. Oh my gosh, this. And everybody sort of ignored me, except for Lance and Ray, who would come over and talk to me and hang out with me. And I was way too afraid to talk to everybody else. And then Tommy Guerrero arrived and that was like another mind blowing moment, except that he showed up in combat boots and a black leather jacket hmm. and it just didn't seem like he wanted to skate 
at that point. And I was starting, I, he almost gave out the vibe that he was done with skateboarding mm-hmm. or like he was just moving on to something else. And I could even feel like Stacy was bummed that he brought those shoes. And Tommy's like, it's fine. I can ride a scooter in these boots. We'll be fine. Yeah. And he might've been bummed to have to participate in that, you know, it, cause I think he didn't want to do some of the the bits and animal chin like the goofing around and stuff so he might have been maybe a little hesitant to get involved to this scooter race which is one of the goofiest things yet (laughs) yeah for sure where was that i i always thought it was like lance's neighborhood by um mountain manor it's a it was around silver lake you can even see silver lake out there okay I mean, which was just them, you know, walking outside the door, like half a block behind the office is full residential. Mm-hmm. And they shot that there. And then, but that was mainly for a booth called Club Crete for a, what do you call those things? Oh, the trade show? Trade show. Thank you. So, and the idea is we shot a different ending of every single person winning. And when the people went to the trade show, it was like a Vegas gambling theme and people could bet on who they would play the video, a much shorter version of it. And people would bet on who they thought would win. And I think they had, you know, a separate tape for every single person that wins. Mm, So then they just randomly would pop one in and then people place their bets. And it's like, oh, this time Stacy wins. And oh, this time this person wins. That's crazy. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that, God, man, it'd be cool to see that footage. Yeah, the other winners. The other winners, yeah. yeah. And then I remember Stacy, it was the day after we shot everybody, and Stacy was like, I'm going to film myself for this. And <laughs> the green he screen seemed, yeah. He was more concerned with, he's like, and I feel like I should wear some sort of hat or something on my head. And he was really like, that slowed things down because he tried on a bunch of different things. I'm like, just, you look fine. Yeah. And then finally <laughs> he he landed on the head gasket. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that item? It was essentially like yeah, a sleeve. sleeve. Yeah. God, that's amazing. I want to see that so bad. Oh, you know what other thing I did? The jump ramp section. Oh, yes. Jump ramps, jump ramps are, ramps dead. are dead. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot to white balance it. That's why it's in black and white. There you go. Yep. And side tangent, Chuck Treese had a full part in Band This that never made it in. Oh, wow. And that part also- Chuck Treese had like a skate part? Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of like, you know, cruising and like trick here and there, but you know- it was I sort think... of highlighting his music and then we would, you know, some studio footage. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Guitar and then. I think that all ended up in Skate TV. There's that cool segment of him recording that yeah, album. Him and Dennis Dragon. Yeah, and there's some oh. of that, that 16 millimeter footage of him filming. But in LA Boys, I think when they're talking about getting that tree song, there's a uh, like a clip of them and Chuck Treese does a street plan or something in front of them. It's yeah. Interesting. He was at the launch ramp day and I was sort of shocked that that part wasn't bigger because that was shot way more at the end of the summer and the tricks that they were doing off that launch ramp were incredible. I mean, 360 flips. I remember Rudy was doing backside flips and he would get so much height. It looked like he was just being dropped out of the sky when he landed. Mm -hmm. And then they started doing these coordinated tandem things where Gabriel would do a backside 180 mute rudy would do a backside melon 180 paulo would do a frontside mute 180 and guy would do a frontside lean 180 and chuck followed and he would do an early grab 180 of some sort <laughs> there you go 
That's awesome. <laughs> but I started to wonder if like when Chuck was taken out of the video, if they took out parts that had Chuck in it, but I don't know why. Hmm, I wonder why they did that. Yeah. I mean, cause he's still, he's still active in the Powell thing through the next video big time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in terms of musical, you know. Yeah. You haven't had him on yet. Have you? Nope. No, no we've talked to him a little bit. I think Matt kind of has a connection with him and then, I had sent him a DM and he said he's totally down. So we'll, we'll get to him at some point soon. He's wonderful. And yeah. he's the one who told me, he's like, dude, you think uh, Tommy's good at skating? Listen to him play the bass, which <laughs> he got me really deep into the Tommy Guerrero albums. Chuck awesome. Therese is like a completely unbelievable musician. Like yeah. I saw him play at a Borders. Remember the bookstore, the Borders chain? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He played, he was playing drums with this band called Mosquitoes. And it was like a little in-store at this bookstore. There was no, it was like me and you know 12 people there just kind of watching them play. And Chuck, man, I've never, I didn't know he was that good at drums and he killed it. I mean, it was unbelievable like watching him play. I, I, I didn't realize he was like that good. And I actually think, uh, you know, he, he, I don't know, like he's, he's not an underrated musician, but he's, he should be. He should be more in the public conscience of like, because of how good he is, in my opinion. And some of the bands he's played with and some of the people he's collaborated with and stuff, he's he's awesome. And he's a For nice sure. dude, like nicest dude ever. He was the first person that I ever saw that laid down every instrument on, yeah. on something. Yeah. Like go in there, do yeah. the drum, drum track, do that. I'm like, I didn't even know that that existed until I saw him do that. I think he played drums on the stuff that's in public domain. I think he played drums on uh, Weakness and shred in fact i know he did. i think he played everything yeah, i think he did everything yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah he was another person i i think he might have stayed with me i definitely know that like i like one of my jobs is was not babysitting but like hey when stacy's like i got a stuff to do take chuck out today and <laughs> show him a good time <laughs> that's awesome with the dom and jesse that was definitely babysitting though <laughs> hey so i want to jump back to ray's part real quick I think yeah. my favorite shot of that part is this kind of like long lens rolling line that he does at this school. He's doing some flat ground. He hits a bench and a curb and some stairs. Can you uh, share any insight on that one? So my my role in that was I was driving the car and Stacy was laying on his stomach with the 16 millimeter camera as I, I did the dolly move for them as mm -hmm. we tracked. And I, I think it was like, that was it. He did that line. He jumped back in the car. Both of them jumped back in the car and we left that location. Wow. Just one take. Wow. Got it. Yeah. And that mm -hmm. was, that was one of the places I, I took them, which was crazy. Cause it, if you look at it, it's a pretty good skate spot and mm -hmm. we used to skate it all the time, but it never shows up in another video ever. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. It looked like, yeah. Fun spot. You could have yeah, had a session a three there. Step, yeah. you, know, you know, it's. Ban this is in the can. What happens next? Did you go to the premiere in St. Louis? I didn't. Um, so this is sort of the sad ending to my time at Powell. Um, and we can bounce around if, and, and other stuff. But I, I had to go back to school at the end of summer. And they, they shot most of the video at this point. They were working on some stuff. And so you're still in high school at this point. I'm still in high school. And so you're going into senior year, I'm, I'm yeah. assuming. Okay. Wow. Exactly. You had the best um, summer ever. No doubt. It, it was still the best summer ever. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I was working on the weekends every once in a while. And I took one skater out. I want to say his name is Juan. 
and they they wanted me to film him. They were he wasn't really sponsored by them yet, but they wanted to feel it out. And like Gabriel and Rudy said, he's really good. You should check him out. And the first he went to Ollie like a ten step, and he broke his leg on the oh, first no. try. Oh no! And I remember like getting him home to his and going to the hospital and that. And then on Monday. I came in, or not Monday, I met up after school on Monday, I came back with the camera and Robert asked me how the footage was. And I'm like, I didn't get any, he uh, broke his leg. And Robert got mad at me. Oh. He said, uh, you know, you have a job to do. If he did that, you should have, you know, taken care of him, but found somebody else to shoot. Oh, and wow. I'm, I thought, wow, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. I, and I, I don't, you know, if I came back with some rando person, I'm like, oh, I shot this guy instead. I, I that would have been weird. Hmm. And then I made the mistake. I kept the Powell location a secret from everybody, and that was like, you know, nobody talks about Fight Club. Mm-hmm. And this one dude at Valserf who worked the counter always was asking me, always was asking me, and my mom even would say, "Don't tell him." And I, for some reason, I told him one day. And then the next time I went into the office to talk about what I was going to shoot that weekend, they said, yeah, you know, we sort of need somebody that's not going to school. And the dude from Valserf walked out and they're like, we hired him. Oh, no. Yeah. Huh. Uh, to do the uh, same, the same stuff you were doing? Yeah. His name oh, was what? Nick. That's all I remember. Hmm. Damn, and I looked man. for him in the credits of uh, Propaganda, and I don't think I saw his name. Hmm. Maybe he didn't last maybe, Yeah, he maybe didn't work out. Yeah, but that was a real bummer. And that's like, for as great as it all started, that was the end of it. Except yeah. that um, Stacy wrote a letter of recommendation for me for USC Film School. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and it was actually Craig that wrote it, and Stacy signed it. That's amazing. You need yeah. to go to the school office and try to find that and get it. I think, I think my mom has a copy of oh, it oh there somewhere. you go yeah wow so your whole tenure there i mean your whole time there i should say like was what three four months yeah That's yeah crazy. wow Ran- random question have you guys mentioned that dennis dragon's brother was the captain from captain and Tennille? yeah we found that yeah. out um <laughs> when we did the uh owens brigade video show episode we had sean mortimer on for that one okay he mentioned that and we were kind of blown away by that one and we because we had known that dennis had this you know musical career but we didn't realize yeah the family brother yeah Yeah. it's pretty crazy (laughs) because then we discovered some of those some of the music from video show is from a hal jepson surf film that under the the name the dragons which was dennis like early surf brothers yeah yeah it's crazy yeah the captain you got uh, the guy from 10 cc yeah cream lol cream did you work with him no, I think he was doing the he was in a band from England called 10CC. And then he came to L.A. to be like a music video producer, editor, director. And at some point, I guess he reached out to Stacy. to I guess maybe his son was a skater and yeah. said, like, hey, I can you know help you guys. And I think he did like the special effects in the beginning when the, the TV blows up, you know, like the sparks oh. and the smoke and all that stuff. Well, he's also yeah. apparently he's the ref in the. Uh... That's right. He's in, the ref uh, in, the, oh. in the greater gutter open. Quiet, please, boys. Like that's yeah, yeah. yeah that's him. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so jumping back a little bit, so we can all you know edit 4K video on our phones now. But what was the editing 
workflow like back then? Or what was that kind of the equipment called? Or how did you learn that? What did they show you? What was editing like back then? Everything was transferred to three quarter inch tape. And then we had, you know, just huge three quarter inch decks and double monitors and, you know, all the dials and everything. And it actually, I mean, pretty similar, you know, to it stayed, that technology stayed the same for a long time after until Avid came along. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, the only other crazy, like the all film footage was transferred. And then toward the end, we would go to color sessions, which that was something that I'd never experienced before, like, you know, dialing the colors up on Super 8 footage and 16 millimeter footage. Yeah, what was that? Pro, is that called telecine? Is that what that? Yeah, pro, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I sat in on a one a session like that before you can do some wild stuff manipulating yeah. film. Yeah. And then Stacy in his office, he had, I think it was a video droid. And it was like 12 decks high. And he's like, you just put each tape into each of these things and you marked your in and out on like, I, I guess it was like an early computer. And he's like, and then it'll just cut it all together for you and, you know, spit out tapes. Wow. That's interesting. I, I'm sure I'm, I'm missing some weird fact, but it was, it was some weird piece of machinery that I never saw another one of those again. Wow. Like you just type in the time code from tape two for the first trick. Tape yeah. seven, this time code, and then it just grabs. It starts in assembling. That order. Wow, that's pretty crazy. I would like to see how that all works. That's interesting. So you go off to film school, and then do you are you keeping in touch with Gabriel and those guys, or you check in with Stacy once in a while, or that did you no. kind of transition out of skateboarding, or I sort of transitioned out of skating until well, I mean, one day I was at school and. Pat Brennan was trying to do a backside 180 off this gap, like near exposition, right, right at my school. Mm -hmm. And Lance was filming it. And it's so funny, Pat and I went way back and we had skated a lot together. And I'm like, oh my God, you're on Powell. And I was super excited for him. And Lance is like, don't you remember me? Like, <laughs> of course I do. I'm just. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it was really sweet. So I, I would have imagined you would have, you know, done work on propaganda or skate TV, but nope, just off the film school. Yeah. I mean, I had that episode on skate TV with Dom and Jesse, but it was just my footage that they moved over there. Mm -hmm. The totally random. The Fallbrook ramp was so much smaller than Tony's ramp. I feel like when you look at footage, they both look like big ramps and the Fallbrook ramp is like, I was fine standing on the top of it. You get up on Tony's ramp and your knees get weak. Like you're looking over the Grand Canyon. That wow. thing was so big. And I say that the day we were with Bucky and the kids, Bucky's like, let's let's go by Tony's house. I'm like, okay, totally. <laughs> and we went there and Frank Hawk opened the door and he's like, nope, sorry guys, Tony's on tour. And Tony's wife was there in a bikini. She was super hot. <laughs> and, there, um, and then they said, but feel free to go and, you know, look at the ramp, skate the ramp, do whatever you want. And all we did was walk out there and get up on top of it and look down on it. But it was insane. So did you ever skate vert? I mean, kick turns, kick turns yeah. and like, you know, you did, know, did, you, did a, you drop, would you, did you drop in on Tony's ramp? I I had trouble standing on the top of it. Right. It was, you know what? There was a roll in though. And I sat down and I slid on my butt in. And <laughs> I remember awesome. Frank Hawk going, that's kind of dumb if there's any nails that are sticking out. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Tear your ass off. Yeah. 
I always wonder, you know, if like, cause I, I've, I will admit I've never dropped in on a vert ramp and I don't, I don't intend to, like, I, I'm the same way I get up on anything huge and I'm like, Nope, Drop it goes vertical. Commitment. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Were you keeping up or watching the next releases of Bones Brigade videos? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. And what, and what and did the, you think of them? I, I loved them. I also was kind of blown away by video days, though. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, you know, the tides tides changed a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens after film school? I uh, So I jumped into the industry and not quite as exciting as the Powell stuff. I worked my way up in the art department, uh, working on commercials. And then my wife was a producer for a company. And one day, you know, she brought home a presentation and she's like, oh, you know, we're going in for this pitch and these are the ideas. And I'm like, these are terrible. And <laughs> I, uh, I'm i like, let me write up some ideas for you. And then sold my first concept for, for a spot and they let me direct it and been doing that ever since. Were you using any kind of you know, from your experience working on Band This, were you taking ideas that maybe you had taken that you had seen Stacy done or Robert done with the camera and, and applying those to your professional career? I mean, I've definitely grabbed the camera on a skateboard before and, you know, people cringe when they see it, uh-huh. <laughs> but, but I, it's awesome. And it's, you know, the footage is great when you do that. Nice. Uh, oh, so Frank Harada. Okay. We got his sponsor me tape while we were there. And oh, nice. I actually ran into him years later and told him this story. Stacy came up to me and said, what do you think? And I said, I'm really not impressed. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> I was actually kind of shocked that Stacy, because we had other tapes that came in that the people were way better. I think like Lance Conklin's sponsor me tape came in during that time. And it was like, wow, this guy's amazing. Mm-hmm. But Frank really wasn't that special. And Stacy looked at me and went, I think you're wrong. I'm going to sponsor this guy. Oh, and wow. I was wrong. I, the, I don't know what he saw in that tape because it wasn't that impressive. I thought it was more on par with those two dudes that sent in their, their skate footage mm-hmm. in this section. It really didn't blow me away. But 15 years later, I was on a commercial working with Frank Harada. He was the talent in it. And I told him the whole story and I'm like, oh, thank funny. God he didn't listen to me. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. One of the people's favorite segments from Band This is the the Lance Owen Neil part. Did you have any thoughts on that part when you saw the footage or how, did, did you know that was happening when they were filming it or anything like that? No, I, I just saw it come in and I, I, I it was hysterical. I, I love that part. But I also had heard about back to the jump ramp story of, you know, the LA boys going to Lance's house and skating the jump ramp. You can see the jump ramp in there. They use it like a mini quarter pipe. But oh, yeah. I, and that always made me think, God, why isn't there footage of them using that as a jump ramp? Because I would <laughs> love to have seen that. Yeah, it's such a classic segment. That's so good. So were you totally removed from skating when, you know, did you just get a call one day? Hey, there's going to be this movie about the LA boys. Can we use some footage? Does it still exist? Or were you already kind of connected with those guys still? I um, I mean, I was still super into skating. I Yeah, I was totally random. I think I, hit, I was hit up on like Instagram or something. And they said, would you be the Peter that shot... Gabriel's sponsor me tape and there's footage of you know them turning during the bench sequence and they keep on asking did you get this Peter are you that Peter I'm like oh my god yes I am (laughs) that's cool I noticed some of that in the 
footage, which I'm guessing is all your footage. And you're just like, I totally missed it. And they, yeah. they're like, what? Oh no. You know, they get off like <laughs> freaked out. And yeah, for, for every make that any of them had, there was, did you get that? Did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see, there's a lot of that in the movie. Yeah. I thought that movie was so well done. I love that it ends on this super nice positive note. And it's not like, and then they went to world industries and right. Paulo Peralta, you know, collapsed. It's this, yeah. um, this, this nice, really good high note. I, uh, driving around with Stacy, I used to ask him, if you could have any skater on pal, who would it be? And he would say, Rodney or Mike Bowley. I'm like, no, you already had those guys. You've got to think outside. And he's like, those are the guys I would want on pal. Wow. He's like, he was crushed. I mean, yeah. every time something would happen with Rocco, it just, it broke his heart. Mm-hmm. And you know, wow. Rocco would do stuff like, I, I also shot, the sponsor me tape of a kid named duck tran and if you ever see rubbish heap it's john yes. orlanes and duck tran yeah i was um, wondering who those guys were that's like all you ever saw yeah. them was that part what's so weird was for as much as there was like this you know young latin like group of kids that were skating in the inner city there was also like these asian pockets where these like groups of all asian kids were just awesome but they just I mean, they were just as good as the LA boys. They just didn't get the exposure and it didn't blow up the same way. Hmm. But so Steve Rocco would do things like Jeff Hartzell had his team at World Industries and then Steve had his team and they would go to a contest and bet each other. Like if my team wins, everybody gets kicked off of your team. Oh, wow. And it was like the way he would play with their lives was just kind of gross. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And those do both John and Duck got kicked off. Wow, wow. they really they really did. Yeah. It. Wow. Damn. But it's pretty it's pretty incredible to think that you know something that in it started with, you know, you filming a sponsor me tape went on to be like the start of your career, the start of these other people's careers and then culminate in a documentary being made about that thing that started with, you know, you getting, you know, filming filming a tape and getting a phone call. Or continue it, or or I'm on a podcast right now talking to you guys about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who is getting better and better? There you go. But it's pretty incredible. So when you when you were hit up about the the documentary, I mean, what was your reaction? Were you? Uh, I was super hyped. Here's the worst part. When I went off to college, my brother taped over, like, would just use my old videos uh, to record things off the TV. Oh wow. And he, I mean, he was a little kid and it was just stupid. And I don't think he thought about it. So the amount of footage, I, I had like 10 still of the amount of footage I actually shot, which was a little bit sad. Yeah. And I, you know, and I thought I still had it all up until the making of LA Boys. So, and then I went back and I'm like, where's this? Where's this? Where's this? And I sort of found out that. Oh, it's all taped over. Yeah. Ah. Oh. So what was the, you had to digitize all that old stuff and, and get it up to uh, uh, modern times? Colin took care of all that. I just, you know, he, he brought in a stack of tapes one day and he just 
And it's so funny because just like me at Powell going through all the raw footage, he sat there and just went through all my old footage and he, you know, calls me later. He's like, oh my God, I can't believe you had this and I watched this happen. And then it was pretty, pretty awesome. So was Colin the one that hit you up, you know, on Instagram asking if you were that Peter? Yeah. Wow. I wanted to talk more about your, your current career. I mean, reading the bio and, and on your website and seeing. Yeah. So you've yeah. worked with some insane celebrities and all these, like every cable network you've done shows for is, can you talk about any of that stuff? Got some Emmys. We got to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have three national Emmys and a can lion for work that I've done on shark week. It's amazing, man. Yeah. This summer I just finished working with the rock a month ago Nice. and then Will Ferrell right after that. And Ryan Reynolds this summer was incredible as far as work. I saw you worked with Honey Boo Boo also. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's incredible, man. I mean, and, and and so the genesis of all that really, though, goes back to, you know, just picking up that camera and filming some skate stuff. Yeah. And it's still none of these days compared to the Powell days. That's that's crazy. Like, That's so cool. Um, one other story. My parents hired Per Willander to do a demo for my 16th birthday. No way. Yeah. And I think it was like 200 bucks to hire him for what? a demo. <laughs> oh um, my God. But he he was a hustler. The reason you don't see more of him is he was in business school. He went back to college during that time. He, when he was working at Catch It, he knew that he created that skate contest series. And the only way you could get into it was if the shop bought a certain amount of merchandise. So it was just, you know, it fed itself and he had that going and he was, you know, going to business school and he had these side hustles and he would do demos and like MC contests. And so it's not a surprise that when Birdhouse started that he was sort of the brains behind it all. Mm -hmm. And didn't he even own Birdhouse outright? At some point, I think Tony had to buy it back from him or something like hmm. that. Yeah, when it left Blitz at one point, Tony, I guess they figured out an, an arrangement for Tony to get it out of yeah. Blitz distribution or whatever. Let's hear about this birthday. Uh, oh, yeah. Tell us about the demo. I, it's funny. He um, He's like, all right. He brought a ramp, which was awesome. And he's like, all right, I'm going to do a, a freestyle demo and then I'll get into a street style demo. And I remember so wait, where, going, where was this? Is this like in front of your like, house? Yeah, in front of my house. <laughs> um, it's just like and you and your 12 buddies for birthday. It wasn't party. even that many. There were like six of us sitting on the curb. And we're like, oh, that's amazing. Doing pogos. <laughs> um, you, and, and you didn't think to film this? I, I was so excited. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. I, we, <laughs> I wonder if we've got. We've we got to be. My parents were shooting stills of it. But um, yeah, and then after the demo, he's like, you guys want to skate my ramp? So he stayed and we skated his ramp and I brought my ramps down and we had like this little street course. And then it was supposed to be like an hour, 200 bucks for an hour. And then that was at like three o'clock, cut to six o'clock. My mom's walking out with the cake in, in our, in a kitchen and he's still there. He's, That's hanging awesome. out with us. he's singing happy birthday and stuff. Yeah. I opened my presents and I got a tech deck and a tech deck half pipe and Pear was super into that. I'm like, hey, that's <laughs> wow. my toy. That's... He was all like sitting there was like, oh, look, check it, I'm grinding. And it's 
Yeah, he, he probably stayed another hour after that. We heard all about things. And and it was my time during at Powell. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to walk in one of these days and I'm going to be here and he's going to be blown away. And it never happened. It never happened. And it wasn't like we had cell phones or I could text him or email him back then and go, hey, I'm at Powell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when he filmed uh, his part for Ben, this, did you have any did you have any interaction with him no. at all? No, no. In fact, I don't even I don't know when that happened. I don't I don't remember Stacy going to shoot that. Mm. It just yeah, I think it was just in the video. It might have happened really late in the year before it came out. Hmm. So when you had the birthday party, how long before you worked at Powell was this like a couple of years? It was I had just turned 17, like three months earlier when I started at Powell. This was my 16th birthday. So a full okay. year, year okay. before. That's probably why we don't see him in uh, public domain. He's at business school somewhere. Yeah. 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 And he was really dug in. So looking back at that summer 89 and ban this in general, you know, now that you're looking back, what is that? What does that time period mean to you or, or, or those times? It's the launching point of my career now, but it also was like the culmination of my youth and everything that I found exciting back then. It's just, I was given the golden key or the golden ticket. I still know exactly how I felt when I heard that answering machine call. And then the call back to to start working immediately and, you know, fly with Lance. It was like, my, my brain almost couldn't take it. And I probably could have dealt with the job better if I was a little bit older, but I was still a kid. Mm-hmm. And I did screw up here and there, and I, I messed up, and I could have been better. But um, my God, for a seventeen-year-old, a summer job—I'll I'll put that up against anybody's summer job. Yeah, for sure. I was—I was working at Dairy Queen when I was seventeen, so yeah. <laughs> and you that's were... cool too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, what a what a trip, man. I mean, like that's just—you uh, know—I have right here. I've shown it to Larry before, but this thing that my brother made for me when I was young and I was an aspiring artist, I I knew that I was never going to be a pro skater, although that was the dream for everyone. Like, oh man, be a pro, be sponsored. But I had this thing, I'll show it to you. We can post this on the gram if you want, Larry, but this is like a thing my brother made me. And it's like, if I were a gift, I'd be a gift. My brother was probably, I don't know, six or something. I'd be a gift to my brother, Matt, that Paul Peralta's skate team would let my brother be an artist for them <laughs> oh that's amazing and yeah. I, I got it i got it right here but um and you know to, I love to some, that. yeah to some degree i guess it's uh I've, I've managed to carve out a place in this whole thing you know with this show and doing it with larry for but sure but you know to 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 back then to actually have that happen you know that was like ludicrous pipe dream at best and you know for you it actually came true you know what i mean and you know, you had the added benefit of living in California or I was in, I was in Missouri, yeah. but you know, I mean, man, what a, what an amazing thing to happen. The, the California thing. I mean, that's pretty key when it's like, yeah. Oh, Guy Mariano lives over here. Pat Brennan lives over here. Jeremy Klein lives down here. It's like, mm-hmm. it's all around. Yeah. I have one more funny story. Um, totally unrelated. I think I was 15 at the time and we went to Mike McGill's skate shop and I was gonna buy. I was buying a Mike McGill t- skate shop T-shirt, and I was in line. And a huge truck pulls up, and Mike's like, "Oh my gosh, guys, I'm sorry. Hold on." And it's a section of the chin ramp being delivered to his parking lot. 
Wow. And he gets out there and the guy's like, okay, I've got it. And nobody had thought about how they were going to get it off of this truck. And it's huge. Mm -hmm. And and it's just mostly a bunch of kids. And even Mike is like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. So my dad is like, all right, I got this. I'm going to coordinate. And like my dad did everything to getting this off the truck and all placed together. And, and then we went back in and I still, you know, I pick up my shirt again. And Mike goes, you know what? I wouldn't have been able to do this without you and your dad. I'm going to throw in a free sticker. So, but it'll be $12. <laughs> so wait, what, 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 what part of the chin ramp was being delivered? Was it like a piece of the transition or something? Like what, like, yeah. Can you see? Oh, there's a, a picture, picture of, of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That looked like yeah, it's from a... the deer crossing, the uh, section that they would pop out oh, and mean, go through the spine. Uh, the, yeah. Yeah. The top little thing could have yeah. been, or wow. maybe it might've been the mini that was on top of the, the yeah. deck. Yeah. That's crazy. So I, I was always, I had always heard that that ramp got torn down by whoever the property owner was, but maybe that's not the case. Cause if it came mm. apart in sections and a part was being delivered. I mean, that building. Mike was saying it was a piece of the chin ramp. Wow. Maybe they recycled it into his skate park when he built his skate park. Yeah. That's interesting. We got to yeah. get, can we, can we get that picture to put up on the uh, Instagram when this comes out? Of course. Of course. Dude, awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. What a story. Holy yeah. shit. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, and then the last thing I was going to say is um, in the LA Boys, when uh, at the beginning, when Stacy's like, you know, they'd never been shot with a real camera. I'm not talking about some friend's home video camera. I'm like, <laughs> oh, hey, I think you just yeah. took a shot at me. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm talking about, you know, a real skate production here or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So have you, have you like in your life uh, since the Bones Brigade days and in your film career, have you crossed paths with Stacy again? Like, in terms well, no, he has a regular producer and I've talked with her a couple of times and she's like, oh my God, I'm going to reach out and tell Stacy, but no, not really. Yeah. Sadly, Gabriel passed away a few years ago. I was wondering if you could share a great memory or story with about him. I, um, I mean, I went to his funeral and you talk about like a who's who of the skate industry being there. That was pretty amazing. It was tough because it was so sad, yet I was also in awe of everybody that was around me. But Gabriel was just a sweet guy. And if anything, I would say he had, he's the one who saw the future was putting, you know, filming things and like he he's that's why he rose out of where he was and he really wanted everybody around and i think that's why he you know he if he was going to go on this journey he he was going to try to take as many people with him and that's you know he he tried to get a couple more people on the team and stacy's like all right cool it we got we've got enough uh -huh. but just a caring person and it was just kind of a bummer to like his career ended in kind of a crappy way. And, and then I'm, I'm glad the LA boys happened and he had that moment because I heard that, you know, as he was dying, like he just wanted to know that he was important to the skate industry. Mm. And I talked to him like two days before he died and we just joked about a few things and like, that just seemed to be his thing. He wanted to die knowing that he was important. I'm, Shocked that he didn't feel it already after the LA boys because he was a good guy.
Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. This has been amazing to be able to pick your brain on stuff. I know we've been going back and forth on email for a while and every, every email was just like this, this mind blower little fun fact you'd listen to an episode and you'd be like, no, actually Jim was wrong. You know, it was this or whatever. So <laughs> I, I hope you didn't mind those emails. No, I loved I'm it. Like, I loved he, it. He's, he is so annoying. It's like the John Favreau calling the girl back at swingers. And like, <laughs> <laughs> and like, Peter, don't ever email, email me again. <laughs> no, that's great. But like I said, once I saw, you know, like I was familiar with your name from seeing it in the credits and then seeing Ellie boys, I'm just like, oh my God, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's like, you know, kind of like, I think you mentioned it in the last out, you know, the Charlie, you know, got the golden ticket, you know, I, I won yeah. the, yeah. So then when we, Matt and I almost talked about doing this podcast for two years before we finally got to it. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, the original plan was like, okay, we'll go through all the videos and then we'll, we'll get to the interviews, but then opportunities started presenting themselves and we'll just like, oh, we'll just, we'll mix them yeah. in. And so we, we were had, originally, I, it was just going to be me and you. Like yeah. We weren't before we weren't going to have guests on, but we had you on the list because I was just so fascinated by your story. How like, I was just like, that's just so amazing. Like, I love that I have a place in all of this. It's, yeah. it's so exciting for me. And it's in my own head, I have got this huge place in there, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. Well, man, as far as, you know, your individual legacy goes within skateboarding, like I'll tell you, you know, for me, kind of like for you, the band, this timeline and, and the video, I've said this before, you know, but like, go, you know, I was at the premiere and going and being able yeah, to be there. Amazing. Yeah. And to be there and see it. And like, I don't know, like it was a massive point in my life where kind of like you were saying it was just like this point where like your adolescence sort of crested and then it, it started the next phase you know what i mean and that was such a big deal to be there and to see it and to see that video and like that video was just a i don't know life-changing is kind of heavy-handed but i don't know that to me is like the one of the most important experiences that i've ever had and like, yeah. you know you you did play a part in that you know what i mean and i think probably a lot of people would say the same thing like you know how it was back then man like that's all you had was that for the year it was like that one video or whatever and you just watched it relentlessly and you know so for that summer it was like hocus pocus and ban this just non-stop and yeah. uh to just to be sitting here going like oh yeah like i filmed i was driving the car while stacy was laying on the hood filming ray barbie or whatever like that's insane to me it's awesome that we were able to get at least a video per year nowadays it's yeah. like oh every five years the company will do a video yeah. Thank God we got one a year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, there's so much footage that comes out now every single day that you, if you've spent from morning till night doing nothing but watching skate footage, you couldn't take it all in. You know what I mean? Oh, one quick story, just division streetwear thing behind you. Uh, oh, yeah. I have a memory of sitting there with an exacto knife taking off the vision streetwear thing off Ray's shoe. Oh yeah, because oh. we were always wondering. <laughs> yeah. Stacy got bummed out on the shoes. Yeah, he said you could wear the shoes, you just couldn't wear the logo. Wow. Really? So you yeah. actually had yeah. the exacto off the yeah. logo? Crazy, dude. That's funny. Yeah, I actually have. Uh, I have like a whole little. He's got skate a skate shop, shop over here. Oh my, my gosh. My basement. I, uh, I got a pair of visions over there with the logo still on. And you got I a bike bike shop on that side of the basement. Yeah, bike, yeah, bikes over here. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah. In some ways it's cool. In other ways, I'm like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I 
I, I think had it's cool. so many boards up on my wall at work back when I had an office. It was like walking into a skate shop. Yeah. It was a little bit like, you know, yeah. what do you do in this office? Yeah. Well, we thank you so much. Right on. Thank you guys so Thanks, much. Thanks, Peter. That was super awesome. I mean, again, I know I said this on the on on during the episode, but like that that is a tale that untold thousands of kids dr- dreamed of happening to them something yeah, like that yeah and it's almost it like actually it. happened to him it's like yeah. a cinderella story i mean yeah i was gonna crazy. say like a willy wonka story or a like, willy wonka yeah exactly yeah. literally it's like you got, you the, golden got the golden ticket and, yeah. yeah yeah super cool dude. it's such a it's so crazy that we actually that there is actually somebody that that happened to i mean you could argue maybe cliver to an extent mm-hmm. kind of that true. same thing happened to him yeah. but he applied you know kind of for it you know and with peter it just sort of fell in his lap yeah you know like he got the like just got got the call call. it's like a bolt out of the blue and he got to spend a summer like doing this incredible thing yeah i was thinking it's pretty similar to jim fitzpatrick too yeah that's actually they were they were supposed to have these interviews yeah yeah yeah. then for whatever reason the interview didn't happen and they just got a call like tomorrow you're going on a flight to go yeah. go film yeah. you know that's right yeah, yeah you're right maybe that was how they uh tested you to see if you were had the moxie you know to yeah pull just the throw you right in the fire yeah but i mean man like peter is uh it's it's incredible to see you know we've kind of talked about this before and we've and we've had guests on like peter that were you know they're not necessarily i mean peter did spend time in the skate industry but you know it's it's interesting how that you know those that little four those formative years went on to affect like everything he did later in life mm-hmm. you know and it kind of reminds me of you know Jeremy Dean and Anthony and some of those other guys we had on that are like they're not necessarily tied to the skateboarding industry itself or they weren't necessarily pro skaters themselves or whatever but they just had this thing that happened to them early on that involved everything that we talk about and it went on to like just kind of shape the kind of people they were going to turn into and like what they were going to do in their lives and go on into these creative fields that, and like Peter's a perfect example of that. Like he just, you yeah. know, this, this thing turned into a, into Emmys and working with the rock and stuff yeah, like the that. Rock. That's so you know, shark, week, shark week with the rock. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Crazy. You know, who would have ever thought? So yeah. it's just cool, man. It's a yeah. cool recurring theme. And I think it probably, there's probably tons and tons of people out there who fit that mold, you know, definitely. And I like to think he's like a friend now, you know, it's just like, Definitely. I, think, I like to think of, you know, we're, they're not really guests. They're just they're friends, friends coming on the show. Friends. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. Definitely. Definitely. So cool. And I have a feeling that he'll, he might end up on the show again down the yeah. line somewhere. Yeah. It'll be cool. Yeah, for sure. Always welcome in the BBAS podcast studios. <laughs> yeah. There's always a chair for you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so it's that time once again for the Bones Brigade Audio Show Mailbag. Here we are. We're still we're still missing our stinger, man. Oh yeah, I was what thinking about the stinger. Yeah, dude, we got to get that stinger. I think we need your girlfriend to do it. I know we might we might need to, <laughs> we might need to get that to happen. Yeah, you guys uh, should jam together and and, and make yeah, it. we can jam. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. So we got we got some mail here. Want to go down the list? Yeah, let's hit it. All right, so we got David writing in uh, on the attack episode that just dropped a few weeks, a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. And um, he says, great episode. The Rubber Boys and LA Boys footage is incredible. And probably a few hundred people 
have seen it for the better part of 25 years. I still have my copy of Attack purchased from the sale bin at Virgin Megastore circa very early 90s. So, oh, wow. That's a, that's awesome. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, we talked about in the episode that L.A. boy, rubber boy uh, yeah. combo part is a face melter. It's a face melter, and it's painfully under you know underappreciated like no not close to enough people know that that footage is out there yeah they should paul should get that out and maybe do a re-edit and put oh, that dude. online or something you know because there's, there's, there's like yeah what, there's got to be more minutes of it and then, you, you know, know you can chill out with the quick cut editing a little bit yeah you know because yeah. it's kind of cut to the music or whatever so from the attitude inc store uh in the uk I believe we've heard from him before. Yeah, they right? wrote before. Yeah, yep. That's right. Um, we recorded the soundtrack and used to take it out with us on a ghetto blaster to play while we skated to get us amped. Good times. Wow, the that's bomb awesome. the bass soundtrack bomb the bass. on the ghetto blaster. Yeah. It's funny though, because I feel like that was something that probably again, like a lot of people did. They stuck their recordable boom box in front of the TV and just recorded stuff off skate videos because it was impossible to find anywhere else. And that's what you wanted to skate to while you were skating you know yeah. that's what you wanted to listen to i did do that and i labeled all the tapes called the uh, skate video tunes that's awesome that's awesome but what we're finding out too is uh, in regard to the attack video it was a big deal in england because it was so readily available and had this super huge kind of mainstream distribution it was hard to get u.s skate videos over yeah. there at the time and mm -hmm. this was you know an important video for a lot of people well, it's interesting because the next email we have is from Jay, who lives in Australia. And he oh. says, in regard to attack, I was wondering if you guys were going to discuss this. Had it back in the day. Skate shops didn't sell it, but I found my copy at Big W after some other skaters told me it was there. I'm not sure what Big W is, but it's probably some sort of chain store in Australia, I guess. Yeah. Australia. But yeah. Wow. It was maybe it made in it Australia, Australia too. somehow. Yeah. What is the Australian VHS format? Are they pale or NTSC? I have no idea, man. Wow. Because I'm just thinking if they're NTSC, that would mean there's like different. Well, different I'm just version. thinking like you could get one and play it in the US. That's you know, right. That's what I mean. That yeah, would be interesting. They, they yeah. ran it in. Yeah. Should I it look might it up? not be. It might be pal. Yeah. You want to look it up? Yeah, let's look it up. Larry's going to look this up. Australia uses the pale format. So, okay. All yeah. right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Can't well, that would make the US. that would yeah that would make sense though why it might be it's been exported to Australia then yeah that's true you know, just all exported to, to yeah they made them all in pal and whoever's yeah. got pal will just ship them out there yeah I had a friend in the '90s who was actually doing a lot of tape trading like videotape trading and yeah. somewhere somehow it was probably so expensive he had a NTSC pal VHS player with two decks in it. Is that right? Because he was trading uh, so many tapes in Europe. He could play an American tape and dupe it down to PAL. Is that right? That's and crazy. Then, and then he would get PAL tapes from Europe, and then yeah. he could play it in the PAL deck on the VCR. Could he tape those two? Yeah, so he could go and vice versa. They, they could, yeah. Wow. yeah, crazy. Pretty, pretty interesting. I, I might have to look know. that up later, too. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. blown away when I saw it. <laughs> this is like in the the mid 90s probably oh man the 90s <laughs> the 90s all right we got one more from john h he says hey guys i wanted to send you another message with some more thoughts i really loved the interview with Catherine stanley 
She was great, sounded genuinely happy, and surprised that people still loved her for the role of Miss Catherine. It'd be great for her to do an intro voiceover as Miss Catherine for the show. This may just be me, but I would enjoy an episode just devoted to reading from the mailbag. I love hearing others' uh, thoughts on the videos and how the videos affect their lives. One last thing, the attack episode was great. Keep up the good work. Thank you, John. Yeah, thank you, John. Yeah. I believe John is the gentleman that wrote us before, who was the gentleman starting skateboarding at the age of 40. Oh, sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully things are uh, going well. No rolled ankles or anything yet. Yeah. Thanks for your continuing uh, to listen to our Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. As far as Catherine goes, um, you know, I think we'll we'll see what what the future holds. We'll uh, hopefully we'll, you know, be able to do some more stuff with her. For sure. You know, yeah, she was awesome though. And yeah, she was definitely uh super fun to have on. And yeah, as far as a uh, an episode just reading from the mailbag, we yeah, could maybe happen. make that yeah. happen. Yeah, you yeah. know, we'd have to we'd have to let some uh, just sort of pile up for a while, probably to do an entire episode's worth. But uh, but yeah, man, definitely. Yeah. You know what would be cool is to get some people from the mailbag on the show, and we can talk to them. Yeah, we could have a big yeah. Mailbag, yeah. Mailbag interview episode. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. But thank you. Thank you, man. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome thank you, feedback. everybody, for Appreciate writing it. in. So, what if what, what if people want to be like John and they want to write in and have their thoughts read? What do they need to do? Oh, it's simple. You can just go to our website at thebonesbrigadeaudioshow.com, click on the contact page. You can type it in, hit enter, boom. Damn. Got it. It's that That's, simple. That is simple, man. And I'd like to plug this again. I forgot this is a feature on our website. If you go to the contact page, there's a little microphone button and you can send us a voicemail. And instead of you having the type, the typing, man, that's, that's antiqued. So you just hit the microphone and you can speak your message to us. And then Matt doesn't have to read it. <laughs> we can just play it on the show wow really yeah. i didn't even know we had that yeah that's a little that's audio. incredible yeah it's built right. right into the website yeah so somebody please do that yes just, i just daring somebody to send yeah. us a message let's see yeah. if it's work if this actually works yeah yeah not that i don't want to read your messages because i love doing it but yeah like i want to hear i want to see that happen that's cool damn yeah. technology man yeah maybe it's I'll almost even... like we've evolved past pal and ntsc vcrs <laughs> amazing good stuff all right so there another one is. in the can another there one in go. the can so we'll be back soon with another episode but until then i'm larry and i'm matt reminding you to never stop searching for chin have a great night